This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 88 on the rocks. What is on that? It has nothing to do has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> what, is, know, what is that sequel for? What is the well that? has run dry. It's Arthur 2. Arthur 2. There's yeah, a there's Arthur a new Bill Murray movie called On the Rock, so I thought oh. you were just referencing that. Mm. It's a good movie. Yeah. This is the um, cinematic masterpiece, Arthur 2. <laughs> yeah. As we all know and love. With me, as always, <laughs> are my fellow party goers. I don't know. Party animals. Mm. Should have thought that one mm-hmm. through. Colin Harmon. Oh, yes. After these messages, we'll be right back. Mm. Oh. And Wes Allen. <laughs> don't whiz on the electric fence. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's good. That kind of has to do with what we're doing. Yeah, yeah that's, I, that's don't, a good, I don't know. Good pull there. Because that kind of it was a commercial within the Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm, universe. Mm-hmm. And today... We're talking all about commercials, the things that we spent most of our lives watching when we were watching television. Yeah, more than um, true, for sure. Uh, you know, through the 80s and the 90s, before we had those fancy DVR things, before we had those quick skippable ads <laughs> on the computer, we had to sit there and endure 30 to 30 second to one minute commercials back to back to back for five minutes straight. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out what's going to happen next in our favorite cartoon. We're going to talk all about cliffhangers. It. We're about the good, the cliffhangers, cliffhangers. Yes. Uh, on yeah, Rugrats, yeah, yeah. man. You got to figure out what's happening. Those Rugrats right. cliffhangers. Buckle up. We're going to talk about the good. We're going to talk about the bad. We're going to talk about the ugly. If you're new to this podcast, when we do good, bad, and ugly, we talk about the good, which is obvious, the things that we liked. When we talk about the bad, we talk about Okay, this was actually pretty bad, but I also liked it. So bad, it's good. Yeah. And then there's the ugly, things we absolutely despised and wished never existed. So we're going to do, each of us, we're going to have a good, bad, and ugly, and it's all going to be about commercials in the 80s and 90s. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Perfect. Thank you, Wes. I feel like I never go first. I know. It's all, I, mean, I like this. Yeah, we no. usually go last with you because you usually have the best ones. So, oh, yeah. oh that's not tough, true. Tough act to follow. <laughs> so no pressure. Here we go. <laughs> okay, uh, my good is um, commercial from Bubble Tape. It's the truth. Your principal can smile, can swim, can run, and can stand. Your school bus driver can drive, wears curlers, makes funny noises, won't try bubble tape. No way, Jose. Bubble tape. It's six feet of bubble gum for you, not them. Um, I love the style of this commercial. Um, I've probably brought this commercial up and probably... 500 creative meetings at work because I <laughs> selfishly want to play in this style so bad. And it's, it's kind of a hard thing to describe, but it's, it's a, it's like a nineties pop art 
kind of style that kind yeah. of has like a stop motion stylized photos. It, it's kind of similar to the uh, you can't do that on television intros. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say that too. Yeah. And, and both of these have probably been influenced by Monty Python, the kind of the animated bits oh, yeah, they yeah, usually yeah. do. Um, but I, I, I love the style of these uh, commercials. There was probably like a handful of them. Um, but one element that it kind of spanned across a lot of nineties commercials is that like, especially with this one is that just basically calling adults like lame idiots for (laughs) that don't understand anything that kids like anti-fun. And it was kind of like the Nickelodeon generation where it's like just for kids, like adults, it's not for adults. And it was kind of, it was that thing that you're like a rebel for using their product. And it's like, bubble tape so it's just like just bubble gum that's just like wrapped up in a long string so it's like i don't know but like it was kind of like the 90s version of okay boomer where it's just like (laughs) but it's like did they realize that like parents were the ones buying this stuff for the kids so it's like if your parents happen to see the ad for this it's like no i'm not buying that for you they called me an idiot (laughs) um but i don't know i just love these commercials and uh, you can check it out in the show notes, I'm sure. But, like, yeah, I love them. So I was telling Wes this before. I actually did not like this commercial. I probably would have had it as my ugly. Uh, really? That's to the point that I did not did not really like this commercial. And I think it was because of how it was a campaign, right? So mm-hmm. it, I, I should say these commercials. They were played so much so often like the bubble tape for you not them like that was ingrained in my brain like when you wrote in our notes to each other on slack that this was what you're going to talk about that's the first like that was the audio clip that just played in my head Mm. and i think it was just so often played that i started to hate it no (laughs) i see uh, it's you know you made some good points as to why you liked it you know i totally get it so it wasn't necessarily the content of it it was just the over overplayedness of it yeah i think it just it it just annoyed me it graded on me after a while so i get that it's not nothing personal well maybe it's a little personal but but it's so like pretty and visually engaging that it's just like i i didn't mind that they played it a lot right because i do agree they played it a lot but I'd be interested to have them like do a documentary of the people that made these and just to know how they did it because you know now you would fake a lot of that kind of stuff in after effects or whatever yeah. you got to do but I wonder if it was very similar to like how they made the Juno uh opening sequence where like they, they actually printed out a lot of it and made like some stop motion situations like they mm. made the artwork printed it and then frame by framed it so it had yeah, because that like, really you, authentic Xerox texture. Like that has a lot of it in these uh, commercials, which is interesting. Yeah, there is like a certain way that they're treating the photos that I don't, I can't really understand how they're doing. I, mm-hmm. I could come close to it, but it's like, that's why I always wanted to work on something like this because like I want to figure out how to do it um, yeah. because it has well, this unique style to it that I don't really understand. Yeah, very drawn and over. as as designers as you guys are and as as video editor as i am i keep thinking about how long that would take to make even just now now like rewind it 30 years and the technology they had it is yeah it's fascinating i don't know how they i don't know what they did to make that it was very interesting Mm -hmm. yeah it seems like cell painted 
after they black right. and white yeah. Xeroxed it or something. It's very interesting. Which probably took forever. Mm-hmm. Well, so since I trashed Wes's good, I guess I'll go next. <laughs> my yeah, good that merits is going one... next. Yeah. Well, my good is one that I feel like had to be mentioned. I mean, just by default. It's something that we've referenced before on this show probably multiple times. I considered skip it for this <laughs> simply because of the song. Good song, yeah. And Good song. Like, I still remember all the lyrics to it, still vividly remember all the kids skipping it. Um, but this is a similar commercial in that it just, it's iconic. Like, it sticks out in your head. You say what it is, and people immediately think of this commercial, and that's Crossfire. It's sometime in the future. The ultimate challenge. Crossfire. So it's another thing with a song. Crossfire! Like, we want to sing it. We, we, we think about the kids in the void playing their crossfire. It made us all want that toy really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't Leather know about you jackets, guys, but I definitely... Yeah. The fingerless I definitely gloves. had a crossfire. I'm sure you guys had a crossfire because of this commercial, because those kids were so cool. Oh, super cool. And it looked so fun to play. I never had a crossfire, but... Yeah. It definitely made board games. It made board games seem way cooler than any board game ever was ever. Yeah. Granted, you know, calling Crossfire a board game is a stretch by itself, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it made it seem so awesome. Which I always felt like the same was like true of like Micro Machines commercials. Of like, if I had an environment like that to play with my Micro Machines, like yeah, I would never not play with them. But like, I'm playing with them on my dresser, and my you know family is in the other room, and it's really annoying. Like, that's it. <laughs> So yeah. I'm not like playing in the dirt in some construction site or something like that. Like I don't know. I, I know that's see. like the half of like all these commercials as kids, like especially toy commercials. It's like the setting that they made them in were so cool. It's like you know even Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. They had like the sewer scene or like this like New York City kind of setting yeah. in the background with smoke and just all this yep. kind of stuff. You're just like heck yeah, I'd play with that toy. But it's like <laughs> it's different when you're on your like shag carpet, like in your living room. It's just like, it's just yep. not the same effect. Shut well, up, the, thing with, the thing with Crossfire is it's like, yeah, it was, it was fun to play for a little bit. And you got sick of it real quick. It's like, all right. Uh, you know, it, it did not, it did not have staying power, yeah. but that commercial did. It played probably the entire decade of the nineties. It I talk about a commercial that played for oh, a yeah. lot. It was that commercial. And, Somehow I didn't get annoyed with that one, but um, yeah, yeah, that one was iconic in the '90s. So I feel like it had to be mentioned. Yeah, and it's one. Of, it's one of those. Uh, that that was one of those games too. When you actually played it in real life, you're like, "Holy crap! This is so loud and annoying." <laughs> like playing like like playing Hungry Hungry Hippos was super loud and obnoxious. Yes. Or like um, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I'm like, I'm just listening to plastic smack plastic over and over again. <laughs> like, uh, such an annoying thing to do other than the commercial. Like, can I mute it like the commercial? Well, another issue with the toy, too, is that it required another person. And, oh, and you were friendly. I know so. a lot of us had either siblings that were not willing to play mm-hmm. 
because uh, they were too cool for it or no friends. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if you were an only <laughs> child uh, and, you, you know, you just constantly had to have friends over to play it. Yeah, I feel like there were a lot of toys like that. Maybe there still are where it required a second party and just uh, like Hungry Hungry Hippos. How many of us actually had three other people to play Hungry Hungry Hippos with? Oh, yeah. I still never, And not maybe just one other person. I've still never been able to do that. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I feel like, you know, you, you could play Crossfire by yourself if you have really long arms, which is kind of fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Colin, what do you have? So mine's in a different category than the two that you guys just presented. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, my good is uh, the Pepsi 1992 Cindy Crawford commercials. Is that a great new Pepsi can or what? Introducing a whole new way to look at Pepsi and Diet Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Also a classic. Yeah. So these are good for reasons that can go unsaid. Uh, Sure. But in some sense, they were, I think the first one actually aired during the Super Bowl, I think is when the very first one Yeah, I was about to say, wasn't this a Super Bowl commercial? Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember it being, uh, I remember watching this in 92, so it would have been, you know, I would have been in the second grade, and being like, I don't understand why they're talking about Pepsi <laughs> like in a way because like the kids in the in the commercial are like fawning over the Pepsi and I'm like I think these kids are dumb like they're missing it I remember thinking <laughs> that like as a kid uh which I don't know why I like understood how to be attracted to Cindy Crawford when I'm in the second grade but maybe that's a bigger problem we should all talk about later in therapy together but <laughs> in some sense I was like oh man this is and then they made a bunch of other ones they made like another one in like 98 and 2000s and different even further they made like recasted versions of it but uh, I remember even like uh, in early days uh, with some of my friends like their older brothers like this is what got them to get like Cindy Crawford posters for their bedroom walls and that kind of stuff like that you could go and buy like spencer's gifts and stuff like this it was stemming out of this commercial which is such an interesting thing to think back on but you know what's weird for me to think about is that she is 26 in this commercial yeah i mean it's early in early in the career like you think about cindy crawford she obviously was this like bombshell that you always thought of uh, in, in elementary, middle school as someone who's just so much older than you are. Yeah. And so, like, in my memory, she's just so, she was just always so old. And then now looking at this commercial, it's like, man, she is uh, nine years younger than I currently am in this commercial. <laughs> and she looks she looks young. Like, she sure. looks super young. I'm like, man, I haven't seen Cindy Crawford in that light before. Right. Just looking back at this commercial. Yeah, it's a funny era to look back on, which is interesting, so... But Which, you know, you look back at friends and you're like, oh, they still look like they're way older than me, even though I'm older than them currently. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People just looked old even when they were young back then, but not in this case. Which is such a funny thing to think back on, too, of like, uh, it wasn't like, it obviously wasn't one of the first um, commercials to use like attractive people to sell products. But I think in some sense it was one of one of the earlier ones to be like obnoxiously blatant about it. Right. In some sense. Of like we've put in zero percent effort other than casting and signing a contract with Cindy Crawford and handing her yep. a Pepsi can and rolling the cameras. That's the extent of our, ex- our research here. 
But in some goofy way, were, like, here we are talking about it. So, But they were clever in the way that they made the kids fawning over the Pepsi rather than her. So it True. was like it yeah. at least had like a clever spin on it that it's just like, oh, haha, that's funny because, you know. Yeah. I mean, even in like the later ones, like when it turned into, uh, I feel like at some point it turned into like Diet Pepsi where she had like kids and that kind of stuff. Like it, it really took a weird, it progressed with her in age in some sense, which is such a funny thing, but. Uh, anyways, those those were. Uh, I feel like I, those stand out to me for like the turning point they were, and like, yeah, we're just putting attractive people in this now, <laughs> and that was the reason it existed. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Okay, I guess we're going into the uh, bad. Um, mm. So my bad is, uh, I, I guess I'm just going to title it Volkswagen Golf. Da da da. Da da da. engineered Volkswagen Golf. It fits your life, or your complete lack thereof. On the road of life, there are passengers and there are drivers. Um, this definitely goes this, into yeah. the guilty pleasure uh, category, um, mostly because like this this commercial is pretty pointless, um, oh, yeah. and yeah, that's kind sure. of the point. It's, bad. it's the point. It's I was 13 when this commercial came out. It came out in '97. And I was really starting to get the, it, the itch to get my license and to just drive around with my friends and do absolutely nothing. And this this commercial perfectly illustrated that. It was just two dudes driving around in the afternoon, just bored doing nothing. Um, and that's exactly what they did. And it's like they played this now iconic song that you associate with this commercial. It was like, da, da, da. And it's from this German band called Trio, and um, I have this on like a a playlist that I have, and I actually cruise around um, <laughs> driving to work or something by myself and listening to the song. So it's like it has this massive effect on me, and um, and I just think of this commercial every single time. And it's like, I, you don't really hear it on the radio or anything, but it's like, it's become very iconic with this commercial. And, um, in the commercial, they, they see a couch on the side of the road and they load it into their back seat and they just keep driving. And of course they, they look like they smell something, look back at the couch and the next scene, they, they leave the couch at the side of the street. And it's just like, there's like absolutely no point to this commercial, but it's like, you remember it. It's like, I remember my family always kind of like making fun of this commercial or like making fun of the song. Cause it's like, even the song is kind of pointless because it's just saying da da da. And I don't know, but it's like, it just sticks out in my memory. And I just like, I get so nostalgic just thinking about this commercial cause it gives me just good feelings. And even like the tagline at the end of the Volkswagen commercial, it says like it, it fits your life and your complete lack thereof. So it's like, even if you don't have a life, it's like Volkswagen can meet your needs or kind of make you happy or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember when this came out, I hated it at first, but it's definitely one of those, like once it kept coming on and like, yeah, it's kind of catchy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it grew on me. It's one of those, it had the adverse effect as the previous one you mentioned. Last, <laughs> the more I saw it, the more it grew on me. 
And then you start singing along to it, harmonizing with it. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I remember at some point someone pointed out to me, like, uh, so technically they litter in this because they put the couch back somewhere random. That's true. Well, they put mm-hmm. it next to the trash can, so I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if they brought it, it back the to the. Can. I don't know if they put it back to its original place or not, but yeah. Yeah, that's didn't true. seem like it. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a funny little detail. I think I feel like uh, did any of those actors do anything afterward? I feel like one of them looks familiar, but I can't place hmm. where. I don't think so. Hmm. Could be Turn wrong up. though. Maybe so. Somebody will point it out to us. I'm sure. So my next one, my bad, is one that actually I almost put in my good category. I really like it a lot just simply because of the punchline. And it's a popsicle commercial. New lick of color. As you lick, they change colors. The colors, Duke. The colors. I'm colorblind, kid. Popsicle. <laughs> From good humor. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, there's no real other way to describe it other than the colors Duke, because that's what I remember from it. And it's it's a commercial where it's zany, it's for kids, mm-hmm. so it's really dumb and weird. So I that's why I have it in the bad category. Is it's just really stupid, um, and it's talking about all the colors and the popsicle. And this kid's basically, it looks like he's on a drug trip, basically. Oh, yeah. uh, Definitely. Because he starts talking to his dog and the dog talks back and there's colors flashing everywhere. And he's, the colors, Duke, the colors. And the dog talks back and says, I'm colorblind, kid. And it cuts back to the guy and it's black and white. I thought such a simple joke, it made me laugh as a kid for sure. Uh, and has stood in my brain forever. Especially, I think, because that's, I think, how I learned that dogs are colorblind, or at least don't see color the way that we see it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's things like this that proves that pop culture has, like, such a massive effect on, like, the knowledge that you have. Because mm-hmm. I can attest to this commercial and The Simpsons of, like, dogs see colorblind, or at least, like, what we were told then. I don't know if that's right. actually true now or not. But it's like also with the Simpsons, like they would show black and white and it would hear like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, But like this commercial was also like a thing that I was just like, okay, like you learn that like dogs are colorblind. So it's like I attest to both this commercial and and Simpsons as knowing that or kind of believing that for so many years. Yeah. Yeah, which it's not technically true. Like they don't see in black and white. I feel like I've read this or heard this somewhere is that they just don't see colors the way that we see them um so like they can distinguish different colors so if you taught a dog hey go like to attack just a red blanket as opposed to attaching a gray blanket for instance he would still be able to tell the difference between the two but this isn't the doggy side podcast (laughs) this is our side podcast um so this one was a, a dance for me but uh my choice for bad is the taco bell taco neck syndrome from 1997 aka Mm. tns it now appears that shaq is suffering from a neck injury of course we're concerned that's one valuable neck it's not natural it's a conspiracy man shaq is suffering from taco neck syndrome tns it's caused by his craving for delicious taco bell tacos 
And he's getting worse with every neck-bending bite. But now there's a big breakthrough therapy, the new Big Beef Burrito from Taco Bell. Just 99 cents with double the beef. It is the perfect antidote for taco neck. Uh, which I, I had a hard time choosing this because I feel like this was Taco Bell's heyday in a weird way. Like, I probably ate too much Taco Bell to begin with, uh, but these commercials did not help me make better choices because I feel like uh, this was the days when, like, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, obviously being the spokesperson for Taco Neck Syndrome, <laughs> <laughs> which is an insane concept to sell burritos, uh, ironically, is it, it, pretty impressive. Like, that was such a very specific... Like I kudos to the marketing team to figure that kind of concept out because it became like a thing. Like anybody time it was like correcting their neck or like, oh, like I have a crick in my neck. I'm like no, taco neck syndrome. Yeah, a little flare up. Yeah, we mm. get it. It became like a part of like how you commented on stupid stuff uh, in a funny way. But uh, this was right around the same era, or maybe right before uh, the whole like Yo Quiero Taco Bell thing came out. Oh yeah. Uh, which I almost chose instead uh, for bad (laughs) because it was such a dumb concept, but my gosh, is it ubiquitous? Like all of us, when I mentioned that, like we all know what I'm talking about to the point where like I had a Volkswagen bug growing up and like I had the bobblehead uh, chihuahua in the back seat that would like, you know, like bobble along. I could see in the rearview mirror. So this Uh, is, this is TMI, but uh I feel like I have to mention it. I have, I had, and still have Taco Bell dog boxers that Ooh. I still wear, and that's probably I've had it since middle school. So that tells you about how much I've grown <laughs> since then. Wow, those are some uh, good quality boxers. I know that's some quality. Yeah, I need to get me some. No of them. holes or anything except for the one that's supposed to exist. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's it. Says Yokiro Taco Bell or along the waistline. Mm. I'll, I'll spare you any other gory details. Yeah, but it's got the. Taco Bell dog, and he's holding. A you taco. know what? Yeah. Now that you mention that, I feel like I had those. I still, I definitely still oh, yeah. don't because I've grown a lot since then. But I feel like I had those. I was obsessed with like that dog and Chihuahuas like during that time as well. I know we're not talking about the dog commercial. This no. has turned into a Taco That's Bell great. appreciation. No, yeah, I know, exactly. but it, but it's like I had a bunch of the like plush toys that like would say it when yeah. you squeeze it and all that stuff. But like well, really going back those. to your original pick for this like man this is a good poll because like i totally forgot about this commercial but like i i've said on this podcast i i was obsessed with shaquille o'neal so it's like just anything that had had to do with him like i loved any time like he was in a commercial because he was he was like you know big time always loved oh, being yeah, in commercials yeah. even now um but I remember the the one specific detail. It probably was the first time that I realized that like when he's going into the brain scan or whatever it was, you see his feet and you see his shoes. And, you know, he was at the time like a big sponsor for Reebok and uh-huh. you see his shoes, but you don't see the Reebok brand that was usually plastered on the side of a shoe. And I remember thinking like, oh, so you can't just show like a brand on anything, like especially for advertising another product, like a commercial. It's like you have to cover things like that up if you're promoting something else. So yeah. it's like for whatever reason, this commercial was one of the first times that I realized that because it, I had those same shoes that he was wearing. I'm like, hey, where's the Reebok brand on the side <laughs> of it? But it's like 
I don't know. It's dumb detail to like that commercial, but like that really stood out to me. No, that's yeah. I I feel like it was a interesting. It, I mean, not that it was like obviously not the first like celebrity endorsement, but it was one that felt very appropriate to what we were feeling important in that era when it comes to like how big the NBA was in that era, at least like in my upbringing, oh, yeah. I feel like NBA was, you know, where culture was established when it came to the Jersey styles and the colors they chose and the shoes and the shoe deals and all the commercials and little penny and Shaquille O'Neal. So, you know, them bringing in Shaquille O'Neal to do a Taco Bell commercial, which is obviously when you think about it for 10 seconds, is not something he's probably allowed to eat as an NBA player. Uh, it's just Rob probably did. Yeah, probably did because he's Shaquille O'Neal. But like, there's so many like crazy things about that that I'm like, it doesn't make any logical sense for it to be him. But I love that yeah. it's him. Like, it's just great. Oh yeah, and uh, it was a fun one. Okay, well, let's move on to our ugly. What are the commercials that you did not like? Okay, I have a like little tension with this one, but like, uh, my ugly is a Cadbury egg commercial, the tryouts commercial. Everyone wants to be the Cadbury Bunny, because only he brings delicious Cadbury cream eggs. While others may keep trying, no bunny knows Easter better than him. Um, so this one is a very relevant for the season, because um, Easter's right around the corner. But um, And, and we will me- probably see this commercial again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that means the Cadbury egg is here. Um, do you guys like the Cadbury egg? I do. No. You do? Okay, because I feel like this is a very divisive um, topic. I yeah, love no. the Cadbury egg. People, it's one of these things you either love, love or hate. Um, and I know a lot of people hate them. Um, but one thing I can share and others hate is this Cadbury egg commercial. Um, <laughs> and you know the one that I'm talking about because it's the only one that exists. <laughs> so it's true. like it's. You know, of course, the one where different animals are holding a tryout for to be the Cadbury egg, because apparently everybody wants to be the Cadbury bunny for some reason, which is a bunny that clucks like a chicken and lays Cadbury eggs. I don't think you heard me. (laughs) It's a bunny that clucks like a chicken and lays Cadbury eggs. Um, But like that aside, they have. I think it was made in the 80s, um, oh. but even by like 80s or 90s standard, like it was like a whatever commercial. But like to this very day, they are still playing this commercial oh, every yeah. single year. And they even went to the trouble to up-res this from 4 by 3 <laughs> to 16 by 9 Like they made it HD for like nowadays. But it's like, it's so insane to me that they don't have a newer commercial of this. Um, but like, so Cadbury is owned by Hershey's and they also have another commercial that's been running for the past 30 years. Do you know what that is? Yeah. The Hershey bell thing. The bells yeah, one. Right? Correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like they ring oh, yeah. the, the bells with the, kisses, yeah. with the kisses. So it's like, apparently Hershey's just does not have any more creative power in their teams to make <laughs> new ads for these things. It just, it blows my mind. Yeah, that's. A, I didn't realize that they were owned by the same thing, but now those align way more than they should be proud of, for sure. It's. I mean, it's impressive, honestly. <laughs> it's, it's longevity for sure. Uh, 
I, I looked it up, and this commercial was made in 91. So it's been 30 years, officially. Jeez. Um, yeah. I So I, I told, again, so this is where Wes and I differ. I would have had <laughs> this in my good category. Because it's so classic. It's just one of those things where it's every single year for almost our entire lives that commercial has aired during the Easter holidays to the points where it's become just an automatic tradition. It's like, uh, it's all, it's, you don't have very many Easter traditions. All the traditions are reserved for Christmas. This thing, it, it kind of makes the Easter season. It kind of sets the season for it. So I put this in the good. I like it. Uh, and I like that they've run it every single year and hope they never stop. Yeah. Well, what if they played the bubble gum, the, the bubble tape commercial every year? (laughs) If it was associated with a, with a holiday. Yeah. I would throw my TV into the garbage can (laughs) like Ron Swanson. But it's like this commercial has such a dumb, dumb concept. It's like, like I said, it's (laughs) like whatever for like the 91 standard for commercial, but it's like for it to still hold up. It's like, Chick-fil-A still has the the just eat or, or the eat more the cows, chicken yeah. campaign. Eat more chicken. But mm. they still do new spins on it and like yeah. they mostly do like billboards and stuff like that. They don't really do commercials with it anymore. But it's like for them to hang it, their hat on something for like thirty years at this point, it's just insane yeah. to me. It's definitely not the commercial that you would say, Hey, I think we should keep playing this for the next three decades. It's like, I do feel like it's just pure laziness because it's like, (laughs) um, it's like, I understand this from the, the perspective they're in where it's like, there's this one thing that they probably, that happens every year that they're just like, oh man, that snuck up on us. Let's just run this other (laughs) commercial campaign because like, uh, that snuck up on us. Oh, Easter got us again. So it's like, I feel like they're just doing it now for just, just for spite at this point. It's a moving date. So it throws us off. It's kind of like the Simpsons. It's like, well, let's just see how long we can just keep this show running. It's not even the point of making it good anymore. It's just like the merit of like, how long can we run and people still care about it? (laughs) <laughs> it's really true though I do feel like it's like it's uh, it's one of those few indulgence foods that is somehow for whatever reason seasonal despite it not needing to be like technically eggs exist the other 364 <laughs> days of the year well it's like they've developed chocolate they've developed uh, the Cadbury egg for like Halloween where they kind of make it like green yolk inside and they kind of change Mm -hmm. the colors but it's the exact same thing it's kind of like Reese's where they make you know they make eggs for the Easter season but they also make Christmas trees and they make Mm -hmm. pumpkins that are you know it's the same kind of oblong blob shape but it's like as long as they're like trying to package it in a certain way it's like okay but this time they use a different cookie cutter yeah for real but it's like I don't know. So I feel like Cadbury egg is kind of falling into that where it's like they're trying to make it fit for other things. It's kind of like Peeps where they're they're making it for every other holiday now, which I I hate Peeps. Um, But I love the Cadbury egg. Yeah. Well, agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) So my ugly is one that... Um, I think I still hear my nightmares sometimes. It is very niche, and not a whole lot of people remember it. 
but which I don't understand because it stood out to me as being so bad that like I anytime someone asks me or a topic comes up of bad commercials this is immediately top of my head and it's because the voiceover is so bad <laughs> it is a commercial for Yaffa storage containers I guess is what they are <laughs> go Yaffa and reinvent a room, your favorite room. Yaffa goes floor to ceiling like a skyscraper. Be creative, go stacking, growing Yaffa. It's the wildest furniture in the world. Call 1-800-GO-YAFFA to see the fabulous Yaffa pasta strainer. It hooks onto your faucet, floating in midair. 1-800-GO-YAFFA. So... I wanted, I like, I would, this is one of those things where I'd, I'd run to the TV or run to the remote to turn the channel whenever this commercial came on. It grated on my nerves so bad. And it was just the voiceover. It, like, it had nothing to do with the product or whatever. It was just the way she is so patronizing in her voice. That's so funny. Yeah, that is the, definitely the worst voiceover actress I've ever heard in my life. It's so, so bad. I, I, I think... It looks and it sounds like it was made in the 80s. I couldn't really confirm when it was made. I remember he- hearing it and seeing it in the, like into the early 2000s when I was in high school. Um, so I, I don't know exactly when this arose or when this came up, but whenever it was, it should have been stopped before it aired. It was so annoying. And it's even kind of a dumb product to right. like have a yeah. commercial like that. So like... All of it's pretty bad. So, like, I definitely feel like so far you win in the ugly category because this is really bad. (laughs) I mean, it's ugly. Yeah, that's one of those products that, like, no one really needed because it was like, what if you took the thing that you already have to store stuff and put it in this other piece of oil instead? And, like, that was the whole concept. (laughs) Like, it wasn't a novel kind of storage situation. It was just like, hey, this box is made of plastic, so buy it. Uh, yeah that was it really it was such a weird yep. weird choice so there you go really well speaking of very uh needless products <laughs> that we all got suckered into uh my ugly is the product gack and the gack copier lets you copy and stretch your drawings <laughs> twirl and mix gack do a Gak sneeze. <laughs> now you've gone too far. Make Gak creatures. Start a Gak band. How many ways can you play with Gak? <laughs> Nickelodeon Gak Splats and Gak Copier. Each sold separately. Which, did you guys have Gak? Why are you eating on Gak, man? Did you guys I have loved, Gak? I loved me some yeah. Gak. Okay. Yeah. So you both I'm had kind Gak. of in Corey's category of like, Man, I, I would probably put this in the good category. Why okay. are you hating on Gak? Okay. Um, but, like, if I know you, I probably know why you're, you're saying this. But, yeah. Um, this is okay. a very con- controversial one. I'll tell you that. So, good. proceed. I, I like that about this. So, okay. Take Gak, for example. Here we are talking about it. Good. Uh, what? Why did we buy that? <laughs> Why did we think that was a good thing? Because it made fart noises when you pushed it into the plastic. Okay, oh, hear me out. I also make fart noises and no one's buying <laughs> me. But here's the thing is that was it. It's even in the commercial. They're like, 
just like making like being a gack band. What the heck is a gack band? There's not even See, a good gack remixes on Spotify. Rewatching the commercial that made me audibly laugh out loud is like start a gack band because you have this kid on the left that's just like <laughs> slapping on <laughs> a pile of gack like a drum. <laughs> And that's the thing, though, is like nobody was like, oh, man, you guys got to hear. Okay, me and my friends are opening for you 2 this weekend. We're a GAC band. Like that sentence was never uttered. Uh, also, when you make it's like, oh, make a GAC character face. Like if you touched your GAC to any other color of GAC, that GAC is now brown. You have no separate GACs anymore. You just have brown GAC, uh, which now fits in no containers because now you have two containers of brown GAC, which is very frustrating. So in some sense, this whole commercial was like, if you have infinite dollars and all you are spending it on is GAC and then throwing it away, like, yes, this is a good thing to entertain yourself because you're so rich and opulent that you can spend your money on pieces of oil uh, that make fart sounds in a weird shaped container. But in some sense, like, that was it. That was the product. And what the funny thing is, is we're like, oh, yeah, GAC is so good. Nothing will ever be this random, but like, let's keep buying it. And they're like, oh, yeah, suckers. How about Flome? You want some Flome? Yep. You want Gak, but in dots, but not dipping dots, like, so you can't eat it? It's like crunchy peanut butter. It's like crunchy or creamy. They went with crunchy. Oh, man, yeah, Flome was the worst because it didn't even fart at that point. So it was just Although like, with Flome, you could at least shape it until it was almost kind of like clay. True. So you could make shapes out of it. With Gak, it was literally just like slime yeah. that just you held in your hand, and that was it. And, we, and, and it's we, like we in this so commercial... We were so sucker into thinking like, oh, it's going to be like the Nickelodeon green slime like we see on Double Dare. But it was not. It was not that. It was not the slime. No. So it was nothing. It was not uh, sand that we could make sandcastles out of. It was not an object that you could make things out of like phloem. It was not actually the slime we were promised. It was just a weird shaped container that made fart sounds that if you touched it with any other color, it turned into the brown, which is the sound that fart came from, which is a very frustrating thing. And I hated the commercial was just a bunch of lies and no one's in a gag band. And it's like, and it's like uh, with gag and with like, you know, the ectoplasm with Ghostbusters and the ooze with Ninja Turtles. It's Mm -hmm. like you get this and it's awesome for like a day. Um, but it dries up like after yes. a week and it gets like stuck in your carpet yeah. and just like your parents hate you yeah. yep. and uh, it is not a long lasting thing. And it's like in this commercial, it's like they have a GAC copier where it's like you put the GAC on this like rectangle and you imprint like a illustration of some kind and you put it you like impress it into the gack and it puts an image on it with ink but it's like i didn't have this gack thing but it's like i had the silly putty version of this where it's like you impress you put an image on it it does not work the way that they're advertising it at all right Um, and it does not last because like the second you pick it up it's just like it turns into a big blob and it's just like now you have ink stained into your gack forever Listen, this this should have been the biggest red flag to us because there's a moment in the commercial where it has a boy pretending to sneeze and he holds the gack out of his nose, the green gack out of his nose, and it's two girls that he's with. And they're like, ah, we both know, we all three of us know that if we ever did that around girls that age, mm-hmm. they would have immediately been disgusted and told on us. Yes. Yeah, Haley hates when I do that. They'd go, ew. And then run away yeah. and think we're creeps and idiots. Right. But 
you know. So it really led us astray for sure. You have some points there, Colin. And and I will yeah, say it, that like Creepy Crawlers was a much better product than this oh, because yeah. it's like it was I don't know it just sold it better from what they're advertising and was yeah. more long lasting. Which that's a whole other thing of like Creepy Crawlers is an iconic song for sure, uh, <laughs> but somehow that was just like hey you know what boys want to cook unlike the Easy Bake Oven bugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was a bugs. that was a weird toy when it when you uh put it right up against shoulder to shoulder with the easy bake oven like hey you want to make some plastic cookies that you can eat but you shouldn't yeah. how about some bugs you should definitely not eat that are not shaped like cookies anymore and like, comes you want for the same materials yeah <laughs> but so okay. this kind of brings up a certain point are you hating on the commercial or are you hating on the product i think because or the both. commercial was such a lie i think Yes, I think I don't like okay. the commercial because it led us all astray and we all fell sucker to it as we have described. Yeah. And yet uh, it was effective. That little well, it's like was effective. to your to the commercials point of like being an ugly. It's like the band thing again. It made me laugh. Like, I feel like that's a memeable moment <laughs> where it's just like you can start a band. And it's just like slap. it makes me slap laugh so hard just thinking about it. And it is one of those uh, things like you were saying about, uh, you know, the original is like it's one of those commercials that it was encouraging you to be a deviant in a way where like be a rebel. Your parents and your teachers and whatever won't like this product if you buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it definitely falls in that category as well, which is interesting. That's kind of like what the talk boy did too, right? Oh, talk boy. Oh, yeah. Ripping of the paper or the denim or whatever, and then he plays the ripping mm-hmm. when the teacher bends over. Yeah. Which have we talked about this? We can end the episode here, I suppose. But like, have we talked about? Did Talk Boy exist prior to Home Alone Two, or did Home Alone Two no. invent the? It talk was Boy? a tie-in, I believe. So they kind of came out together. Yeah, I feel. Yes. I feel like they developed the Talk Boy, and they first showed it in Home Alone, and then they advertised it directly in and like incorporated with the movie because so there was some like, yeah there was some big plot product points. placement there were some big plot points around that particular item though so that was like a, a very because it's like choice. i i feel like in the original home alone other than the micro machines there mm-hmm. wasn't really any pl- product placement with it mm-hmm. other than probably even maybe pepsi um but i feel like they of course with any sequel it's like oh, we can do product placement in this. And especially for a kid's movie, you want to sell toys from it. And you can't sell like Kevin McAllister action figures, probably. (laughs) You could probably sell video games. (laughs) (laughs) But like with that, it's like, hey, let's develop a toy that he uses in the movie and we can sell. It could sell like hotcakes and it's become a comic because it's a movie. Yeah, it definitely worked on me. Oh, yeah. I had one of those bad boys. Hi, kids. We're home early. That's a commercial we could have mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a talk boy. I had a yak back. So I had the very oh, cheapo I had one of those version yeah. of it. I did love yak back. Yeah. So there's a lot here. There was a lot in the 80s and 90s. We could have probably made another three episodes out of just this one topic. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's some out there that we didn't mention that you guys want to mention. So hit us up at PassForwardCast on Twitter or Instagram or our email, PassForwardCast at AOL.com. What was your good, bad, ugly for commercials of that era? 
honestly, we probably will just eventually doing be, do like the sequel to this episode because there were a bunch of other. You said calling it some honorable mentions. I feel like I had some too. We could probably just save them for the next time we talk about commercials. Perfect. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Advertising's a big part of a young American's life. Yeah, we were raised so, by TV. That's three. That's right. So uh, I think that's it for now. So until next time. Yo quiero taco bell. For you, not them. Later, Snorks. Fast Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not! Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's over. Oh, yeah! Kick it!